This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to the Blue Monday podcast for Don't Turn Off, the fabled season review. We do it every single year, no matter how bad it's been and it's been bad, but we want you to stick with us for, I think it's going to be a three-part look back at this season's events. We'll try and keep it light. Um, it's been an unprecedented season for the fact that Ipswich are in the third tier for the first time in forever, coupled with um, a worldwide global pandemic and an enforced 11th place finish. So um, what more could you want for your season review? Um, David Diamond is here. David, how is this going to stack up? We've, we've been doing the podcast now. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I, don't, I remember the I you know How I, is this going to stack up? I remember the very first end of season review we did at this your mate's at your <laughs> mate's yeah, at your mate's recording studio out in uh, out of Notley. Great lad he was, um, with me, you, Stat, and GB. Do you remember? Yep. GB. I remember. And yeah, we finished seventh. And we thought, oh, disappointing, really. You know, we should have really gotten the playoffs. I don't know if you finished seventh. Oh, that was that, what, 15, 16, 15, 16. season. The, the Ryan Fraser season. You can do it by low knees, can't you? The, the Ryan, like, the Ryan Fraser. Not the Tom Lawrence, the Ryan Fraser. Um, so, um, yeah, and I remember sort of exactly that feeling. But, uh, yeah, this will be a bit different. But, hey, uh, you know. Joe Fares is here. These are the glory days, this part of the season. <laughs> yeah, we've got the... We we're going up to the stage it. where we were thinking 100 points, 100 goals yeah. when we. I, I would like to. I would like to distance myself from ever saying, and I didn't, 100 points, 100 goals about about anything. But is, is that, that because was... Barry dropped out of the league and you thought? Yeah, exactly. We might, yeah. We might only get to 99 over 40. 98 goals. points, 98 goals. There you go. Um, but Dave, um, that's how that's how it was, wasn't it? So Ipswich relegated down, obviously, into League One A. Big fish in a small pond. But the season started in inauspicious circumstances, Dave, with Paul Lambert 
reading the riot act in his pre-match press conference before the first game at Burton, complaining um, that the transfer market had been had been slow at this point. Um, Luke Garbutt's in and Thomas Holy in and James yeah. Norwood is in, but uh, he still wants um, Kane Vincent Young and Will Keane that he's going to get. But what were, what were your feelings um, on that kind of slightly sour start when we were all optimistic? I don't know, really. Perhaps he was a bit frustrated that he hadn't got Vincent. No doubt. I, I assume he was trying to get Vincent Young in for the first game. I, I, I assume he was. Joe might know more about that. But um, I think, to be fair, looking at it, you, you know, thinking back to those three players, they've done reasonably good business. You know, dropping down to League One. We've got a, a unit of a goalkeeper coming in. He can kick the ball length, two lengths of the pitch, which I wouldn't mind at all. Norwood, obviously, pro, proven goal scorer, albeit at a lower level. And, um, you know, Luke Garber, who me and you saw play, I think, for Fulham against town and um, a few oh, seasons you love ago. A, you love a left foot attacking oh, pullback, don't absolutely. you, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was sort of quite pleased with that. Um, whether, you know, it was Lambert trying to just play things down a bit and take the edge, take the, take the pressure off a bit. Because as you say, yes, we were, we, we were, uh, should have been a big fish in a, in a small pond and were there to be, to be taken down a peg or two. So, Joe, a lot of questions answered in the curtain raiser at Burton, i.e. who's going to play, what system are we going to have? Um, Thomas Holly is in goal to make his debut. Uh, Will Norris also obviously loaned in. Remember, Luke Chambers suspended. Uh, Danassi and Wolfenden, uh, Wilson, Kenlock starts the season. Um, down skews, Danny Rowe gets a go and Garbett's playing left wing with Caden Jackson. Um, I, I'm sure some people didn't expect him to start the season, given all the Alan Judge back and forward. Caden Jackson up front with James Norwood. So, um, looked like, to all intents and purposes, a um, I don't know what system I'm going to play, so let's play 4-4-2 and try and um, get the best team out I can. Uh, talk to me about this opener, Joe, the the team and how things how things started with Judge on the bench. Um Garbutt with the only goal at Burton and and a decent start. Yeah, all all things considered, I know I know we'll go on to it over the course of these pods with regards to the constant changes of systems and players, but I think in in pre season, like Lambert had always been a guy that wanted one up front, and that's what we'd spent a lot of last season doing. And I think we all thought that was how we were going to go, even through pre season. But I th- I think that Caden Jackson, especially Colster away, really played himself into the team and sort of Jackson and Norwood were forming a good partnership in pre-season. They were, they were both getting on the, on the score sheet a lot and I think Lambert just felt he couldn't leave either of those out. And I'd say we, you saw the team and I thought, yeah, four four two. that's probably... Alan Judge hadn't been fit, had he broken his wrist for Ireland in the, in the summer and hadn't been training properly throughout. I think he first made his appearance at... Cambridge. Cambridge in pre-season and there'd yeah. obviously been a lot of speculation for him going to QPR wasn't there and we were yeah. at that Cambridge pre-season friendly there were sort of fans were cheering for him to stay and that sort of thing and the, the season like obviously Lambert made his comments and then come the crowd were giving Evans a bit of stick and after Lambert's comments in the terraces at Burton but you sort of saw the team and thought yeah that's, pro- that's probably about right you've sort of got a f- flat back four you've got Downs and Scoose in the middle and then 
Roman Garbutt with license to push on to support the two strikers. And we we did play quite well against Burton. We we looked good on the counter-attack. They sort of teams would push on to us. And there was a number of occasions where we hit them quite quickly, especially Danny Rowe and Luke Garbutt down the flanks. It was really, you could tell that was something that we were looking to do throughout the season, that counter-attacking style of football. And like I say, got the goal as as is any Ipswich game sort of clinging on at the end. I think Wolfenden headed one off the line in the oh, 90th, there was a 90th minute, wasn't he? Goal kick mishap, I remember. Oh, yeah. Back pass deflected that just kind of rolled by the post. And I remember it rolling by the post. I mean, we go, oh, we're going to get promoted this season. That would 100% have gone in last season, you know. <laughs> yeah, wholly cleared one, didn't it? But And it just blocked it there and went wide. But I think that was one. That was a big game for us because I think there was a nervousness in the fan base i think people might have been giving it large but a little bit tongue-in-cheek and also as a maybe a defense mechanism that they were trying to sort of want it to work and sort of more than hoping it worked so to come away from a sort of a decent burton side who were well organized and i think they'd finished eighth the season before and you know what you're going to get from a nigel clough team so to come away from that with a win a clean sheet and i think everyone was pretty happy with that um, Dave, on we go to the next game, and I remember kind of the Sunderland game, a general sense of excitement with this, because, you know, Sunderland are a big yeah, team, big that, sunny, first home game, um, you know, big Jack, attendance. Jack Ross. Um, yeah, God, Jack Ross, look at what you could have won, hey? Um, and um, again, it's 4-4-2, Dave. Um, Luke Chambers makes his return, and um, sadly is going to make an error that's going to cost the goal here, but... Otherwise, um, you know, as you were, um, Garbutt scores again for the second consecutive game. Lyndon Gooch gets the Graham Gooch. Lyndon Gooch gets the equaliser in the second half. Um, Dave, I remember you being quite high on the on the performance in in this one, and um, bit of a disappointment not not to go on and win that, and that could have really laid down a marker. Uh, we outplayed him first half. I thought it was the best I saw us play all season. <laughs> Pretty much, I didn't see. Many of, I think I only went to Southend away where we played all right, but um, I thought that was the best, probably the best home. Given ultimately the strength, if you're looking at that, the strength of the opposition. Um, I know we turned over t- teams by a, you know by a bigger score. Actually, sorry, beat teams. But for the first half we should have been absolutely out of sight. We played really, really well, and I think there was a lot of optimism after that first half. But same old Ipswich, perhaps one up at half time. It should have probably been honestly three or four. We were so dominant. Um, and it was just, you know, it's just so Ipswich, when it? it was just a dreadful error from who I think. I don't remember having a particularly bad game or anyone having a particularly bad game. Just a dreadful error by Luke Chambers. Um, just gifted them a goal. Really. They never looked like scoring. Absolutely not. And they didn't actually look like scoring after that either. It was a weird sort of game. Um, at 1-1, it was if I can't really call us pressing on it. Sort of went very negative after that. But yeah, up till then, certainly first half and even... I think beginning up to their goal, which I think was perhaps midway through the second half, we played really, really well. And there was certainly calls for optimism there. And very disappointing to come away from that um, without without a win, at least. Crikey. Let alone without a win and a few goals. Um, Joe, off we go to Luton in what Mick McCarthy described as the hardest game of the season. The, the League Cup... Um, first game um, in times of ticking that over and there was a I don't know if you guys felt it there was a bit of a sense of look how we've fallen when we're when we're off to Luton and you're looking at the Luton team with um, Izzy, Brown Izzy Brown and our former loney James Bree in there yeah um, Shinny Elliot Lee uh, Barry Bolton 
um, thinking, when did when did Luton get better players than us? But um, there you go. Um, we see the return of the lesser spotted Emir Hughes. Guion Edwards gets the first appearance of the season. Jordan Roberts, Josh Emmanuel gets a go. Andre Dezel, um, Bailey, Bailey Alan Judge, Bailey Clements. Um, uh, what w- what are your thoughts on us not having as good a players as as Luton's reserves do, and um, how the rotation is stacking up early in the season? Well, I, th- I think that. I think it was especially telling because we'd been to Luton two or three years before when they were the team well below us in the league. They must have been League Two at the time. And David McGoldrick scored a couple of goals. Him and Selena just, when they wanted to, they just... Selena's debut, yeah. Yeah, they they just turned it on when they needed to to get us the win against them and sort of played well. And then you sort of go there again and you're the underdogs and, and, and sort of lost quite convincingly really wasn't it I think it was was it 3-1 three three one, one, was it yeah. in the end and a couple of bright sparks from sort of Armando Dobra coming on and scoring a goal and looking sharp but I knew Joe would put Dobra over Dave get Dobbs in <laughs> but but there, there, that wasn't a game you sort of walked away with with a lot of positives but with regard to the rotation I'm not I, I do like to try and win cup games but I'm, I'm not going to get onto a manager for rotating a midweek game when you've got Sunderland and Peterborough either side of it I think that's that's what you've got to do. That's what those early games of the cup are there for. And I think you're right. If you if you get through them, you get through them. And if you don't, you don't. Yeah. Um, Dave, off to Peterborough um, now. And was this kind of the first reality check when I I was watching this from afar? I was on holiday at this point. I remember, but when you, you realise that there are some good players in um, in League One, and some teams have some better players than us. In you know, we go, we go one nil up early through Norwood. And yeah, then, you think, and you Mr. think, oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Miss Penn and then Tony and Ice to score. But then again, Dave, my brain going, this is our season when we're the team getting the jammy last minute equalisers. Uh, yeah, goal from Ch- Chambers from a corner right at the death. Yeah. And, again, you know, ultimately you look at that point and I don't think Peterborough had a particularly good start, had they? They may have even lost their first couple of games. I, I think you're had a right. Good, I, think, I don't think they have a great start at all. And everybody was looking at their front three and thinking, well, yeah. You know, these this is a team that could do that could do something this season. So yeah, you know, coming away from that, again, slightly disappointing. I think we were one up and and pretty much in control and then they equalise and then you're on the back foot again. So I think, you know, Ipswich who resigned to resigned to a to a defeat there. But no, Chambers popped up. Great stuff. You know, last minute last minute goal and um yeah, take take away from that. Ultimately, as a, as the games played out, you could see more and more, oh yeah, that wasn't a bad such a bad point. And I think people were saying Two or three games further ahead when the run was continuing on that, oh, yeah, that Peterborough could be a really, you know, quite a good point come the end of the season. So, um, yeah, it showed good character, which we hadn't perhaps shown uh, for a while, really. Um, Guion Edwards retained from the Luton team. Uh, this is the first sort of sign that Edwards is sort of going to basically play himself into this team and uh, become a first eleven player. Um, off we go to the midweek game. Now, basically two games in the league without a win and a and a cup defeat and um this is this is a reality check joe because it's afc wimbledon and you you've said through the season that the league one is made up of some teams that are kind of lower premier league caliber and some teams that are upper non-league let's just say and i think afc wimbledon would certainly be one of those um they're gonna string out across the midfield and God forbid, take the lead on 41 minutes. And um, 
really uh, the the first of the kind of jammy wins, I I, I think here um, with Norwood on 81 and then Caden Jackson chasing onto a long ball in the 93rd minute to get the win. What are your recollections of this game, Joe? I'm just looking the formation down is a 4-3-3 with yeah, Giselle, this... El Mazzuni and Rowell starting. This is one of those ones where you see the team and you just think, this is not the right team for tonight's Lot- game. Lottery. <laughs> Chambers. Throw the balls in the... So yeah. Ch- Chambers is dropped and it's like you don't really need to drop your captain especially oh, when he's yeah. just scored the last minute equaliser against Peterborough oh, yeah. he, he's, he's dropped and then you've got a midfield three of Scooster, Zell and Downs which is fine on paper but then when you've got a front three of El Mazzuni who can push on but is a midfielder really Danny Rowe who's a winger with very little goal for it and then Norwood up on his own it was one of those games where it's just like you need to make that change and I think I'd say Dizelle put Norwood through, didn't he? Gave him a sort of really good ball through, but Norwood missed the one-on-one. And then we conceded. And then you needed to get Jackson on. I think he came on about the hour mark. You got Jackson on and, Nor- and Norwood up front. And then you actually sort of start trying to batter them and actually get men forward and actually do it. And luckily, the game went on long enough to, for us to win it because any points dropped against them at Portman Road would have been a disaster. And Yeah, I don't think it was luck, so much lucky, Ben. I mean, we did, from my recollection of that game, is we did batter them, really. But, yeah, we left the, you know, the goals just came late. Well, obviously, the last one, really late. But, uh, yeah, that was a kind of reality check, really. But an important win, nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Quick plug, you can, um, our podcast host, Acast, now are running a support system where you can support the podcast. If you um, go onto the Acast app and just hit the support button, you can donate to the podcast. Guys, we've got a few little shout-outs here. Um, Anonymous and DJ and Will Airy Edhawker Tugsy, who says, informative and funny, Dave Rules, and another um, Anonymous there, have all um, donated money to the podcast so we thank those guys and give them a big shout out obviously look we all have jobs and there's probably too many of us for any one of us to um you know do this in anything more of a hobby but hopefully we can put your money towards maybe another live show or towards the pod season ticket or towards headphones or software or whatever so we thank you very much and if you want to support the podcast now five years of doing this um and we're still here 11th in league one um so just go and hit that support button on the acast well, I, I, I will ex- i will i will accept donations for the previous four years retrospectively <laughs> <laughs> reparations <not> yes <laughs> <laughs> right moving on to a um rather awkward game um at bolton dave remember at this point um absolute horror show for oh. um for Bolton, they're having to put out um, 16, 17-year-olds. They're losing. There seems to be a unspoken agreement to stop at five goals. They seem to be losing 5-0 every week at this point. Um, off we go to Bolton. Dave, it's a, it's a 4-4-2. It's a hat-trick for... No, sorry, it's two for Norwood, two for Jackson, one for... Um, Edwards, this one was uncomfortable, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all right. And again, in typical Ipswich, it was like... Nil nil for quite a while. I've got the same. We didn't score early, did we? Then it was then it was like one nil for again. Almost I want to say up 50, to the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you think, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. And then we scored a few in a rush, and it was in the end, it was fairly well, obviously comfortable. I think uh, one note from that game, I think it was Vincent Young's 
league debut anyway. I guess it was his full debut, I think. Um, yeah, it was a real shit show at Bolton Round. I mean, there was there was talk, wasn't it? Not not many days before whether the game would actually go ahead, whether they were gonna, you know, whether they were gonna actually continue and not do a bury. So there's all sorts of uncertainty there. So you know, you go to somewhere like that, it's a yeah, okay. It's a it's a no win sort of thing. Yeah, you're expected to win five nil, and we you know comfortably, and we ultimately did the job in the end. And those five goals, Joe, for the first time this season, put Ipswich Town top <laughs> of the league table. Um, unbeaten, unbeaten at this point. Three wins and Good two points. draws. The two draws coming against um, a big team in Sunderland and a sort of a League One powerhouse, certainly goal scoring wise in in Peterborough. Um, Optimism is high as we come to um, Shrewsbury uh, at home um, here at the end of August. Um, and it looks like there's some idea of a system now. Vincent Young starts again, Wolfenden and Chambers. Kenlock still has the left-back jersey at this point. Um, no Garber, but uh, Roskew's downs. Judge is now um, going to start tongues wagging by being put out on the wing and not staying there for just, very long just quickly on that point you mentioned kenlock well we, we didn't well not why well, would be mentioned that but nidham's injury as a cambridge oh. wasn't it pre-season Notts i mean county. joe do you think was, no it's not county wasn't it yeah, yeah do you horrible. think there was a shout that perhaps he was being um sort of pushed for left back I, this season i, I definitely think he was being pushed for it with it looked like him and kenlock were going to be the two competing for it i don't know whether that would have meant Garbutt didn't sign, or whether he would have, Garbutt oh, would have just been seen as seen as yeah. a winger. I, I don't know, but there was definitely a push because even last year in preseason, Nidham was playing left back a bit. So I, I do think there was an attempt to get there, and we just got so many bodies as central midfielders in the squad that I think that's that like I say when you look at sort of pushing ahead here. But when you look to next season, it's like is that again something that? Nidham and Kenlock, are they good well, enough to compete for that role there? That was because... my next question to you, really. Is he has, is he likely how, how do you know what his fitness sort of timing is at the moment? Is he is he, he, is he I, I don't job know. running or is he he, he must be back for it must now. be running it's, it's about, it's yeah. a year yeah. since it now, isn't it? And I know it must, yeah, it must be almost I know yeah. there are bad injuries, but a nasty one when it ankle and ligament really, on it. There's not many injuries that are much more longer term than that unless you've had a big no. setback in it, is there? Yeah. Yeah, um, so on Sorry, we yeah. go into this uh, Shrewsbury game. Um, again, Nord and Jackson up front. And um, short work of Shrewsbury in this one. Uh, Jackson, good opener on the on the break. Uh, Norwood with a penalty. Sean Wally by name. Wally by nature gets himself sent off. And uh, probably goal of the season, possibly by Flynn Downs in the, um, in the second half. Okay. Joe, your um, reflections on a comfortable looking win. Over Shrewsbury. Yeah, this was a funny one because we went 2 0 up so early, didn't we? It must have been in the first minutes. 15 minutes, was yeah, 10 15 minutes. And um, but we didn't really play that well, we just overpowered <laughs> them with two goals. We scored quite quickly, and through the first half, they were playing some nice stuff, but they just had three sort of they looked like an NFL offensive line at the back. Three <laughs> big centre half. Beckles, Ebanks, Landell, and Pierre. Oh, you they were huge, they weren't particularly mobile either. and when Jackson Norwood went at them, they just, they just caused them problems. But after we went 2-0 up, Shrewsbury dominated most of that half. And then Wally got sent off for a stupidity just before half-time. Even in the second half, they it's, it's hard to tell because we scored the third. 
and then they had a lot of the ball, whether we were just content to let them have it. And I, I think there was definitely an element of that. I don't think that was the case in the first half, but it seemed like if they scored, we could probably just turn it on again and try and score another goal. But it was it was worrying watching their sort of patterns of play, how they looked, how we didn't really get into them. They sort of played between our lines quite easily and not but for a sort of really good midfield performance by probably excuse and downs. I think they sort of kept they sort of kept free under wraps as best they could. But it was one of those ones where you sort of walk away happy that you've won three nil, but you scored the two goals early, so you sort of expected a better performance than that after being two nil up so early. But it was a it was a funny one. We met up at half time. That was the game we met up at half time, wasn't it? Me and you. And you came out. You said, Dave, I don't get it. I'm not seeing it. I'm not I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> We're awful. I said, We're not awful, Ben. He said, I'm not just not I'm just not seeing it at all. Hindsight. Hindsight. Well there you go. If people accuse us of being wise after the event, go and listen to <laughs> our confused podcast that we made after that one. Yeah, because well, I mean, um, it was just your reaction. You, 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 came out, you were actually shaking your head saying this is no different than last season. This is just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, anyway. I, I, yeah, I reflect exactly what's exactly what Joe said. Yeah, um, winning games through um, star power and a front two both in form, scoring at the right yeah. time, and um, yeah, yeah. Um, welcome, Dave. The EFL leasing dot com trophy, whatever yeah. you want to call it, um, yeah. and it's Tottenham Hotspur Academy visiting. Um, Portman Road. Uh, we do get a smattering of um, decent players, and I think I haven't seen his name come up yet. John Nolan, that might be his bow uh, for the season. Uh, Norris Dobra Hughes, Edwards, Ilmazuna, this is proper Guinevere stuff, Joe, isn't it? Uh, Wilson, Danassian, Nolan, Roberts, Wolfenden, yeah. Kenlock. Um, Dave, just uh, your, uh, we've just been talking about 1981 on Twitter. Uh, your reactions to the. Um, well, first of all, first of all, I had a very kind invitation from Joe and went corporately oh. with Joe and had a very nice pie before the game. I seem Best to remember, mates. which, which Best just sent forever. Absolutely, Stockwell, which, which absolutely set everything up nicely. Um, I mean, all I remember that night is the second half display. Well, most of the match uh, displayed by Dobro, who was absolutely outstanding. I mean, Joe was obviously raving about him. Were you you're just saying like, that because Joe bought you a pie and that was what he wanted to pie, hear? That was part of it. Part of it. <laughs> But um, Joe had been raving about him because Joe had been watching him since he was about 12 sort of thing through the ranks. And um, and, I, and yeah, he was absolutely second half. He was absolutely outstanding. Set up, well, certainly set up the winner. Did he set up both, I think? Almost yeah, like he set up both goals. goals for, yeah, Roberts, got right to the byline. Almost identical from the byline, was it? Absolutely brilliant. Um, so, you, so, yeah, two things of that. And I came out thinking, what a very enjoyable evening I've had, sitting up there and having a nice pie. And also witnessing uh, a absolutely brilliant display from Dobra and also Hughes I think getting some minutes under his belt although I think we both came away me and Joe thinking my god he's rusty which he's <laughs> every, every 10 every 10 minutes he plays you're like right money in the bank he didn't get hurt he didn't get injured <laughs> but, but, yeah that was the only thing yeah I don't think he I can't recall him being limped off I know he got substituted and everyone was sort of oh no Hughes is going off but um yeah um yeah both for me most notable for certainly Dobra's display that night bloody hell he's outstanding a fourth straight win. And now we go to Saturday the 7th of September. And we're not going to play. And this is going to cause havoc in the brains of all Ipswich fans all the way through the season, basically. Certainly up to Christmas. Um, Joe, which, was, game was, which game was Rochdale? that? Rochdale. Yeah. Rochdale, yeah. So 
Ipswich are due to play Rochdale and for a couple of under-21 uh, call-ups and probably Judge, am I right, at, at that I point? It, I think it was Judge, Giorgio, Elmazuni, El maybe Dobra. Elmiz, yeah. 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 Um, so anyway, Paul Lambert, for the first time this season, decides to take a break and um, not play the game against Rochdale. As I say, four wins on the trot on that one. Um, so hold that thought in your head as we come to the home game, Joe, against Doncaster. has been an 11-day rest um, and it is a nil-nil draw in this one. Um, Vincent Young in the team at fullback. Edwards and Judge are on the wings. Um, Nolan, Will Keane, is that his first game back? It looks like it. Um, your thoughts on taking the break and then um, subsequently not winning after you've taken the break? I I was against taking the breaks all season. I, I didn't think we were losing enough quality from the team to justify it. We weren't really losing any starters. I think... I think Downs may have been called up, but he was called up to an under-20 game, which you can pull players out of the squad off. They're not the UA for 21s, 19s and full games where you can't take them out. And we, it's almost felt like we got Anthony Giorgio in on loan just to help us, like the Sean Fryers of his day, where he used to be the third player in the squad to get games cancelled. But I don't know. I, I, was, I was against it at the time. I still think it was a wrong decision now, especially when you saw how rusty we looked against Doncaster after just... Uh, while it was an 11-day break, it was really a two-week break, wasn't it? Because of the, not many of the team had played in the leasing trophy. So we sort of came back with the same team playing 4-4-2. And that was one of those games where you... I, I don't know what shape Doncaster played, but they certainly were playing like... 4-2-3-1. 4-2-3-1, where they had yeah, they were, more, they were quite good. more men in the midfield and just yeah. dominated the ball and dominated the game, really, without yeah. without creating a huge amount. Luckily... Throughout most of this first part of the season, we were pretty resolute defensively and didn't really concede. We didn't really concede many chances. We we didn't concede many goals at all, but we didn't even concede many chances. We seemed to, as the sort of coming games, MK Donald Gilliam get a goal and manage to just sort of sit back and not really come under much danger. So we just sort of defended resolutely, but did not look like winning that game. And I I think we were probably the side that was happier with a draw come the end of that Doncaster one. Um. So a draw punctuating four straight wins and Dave I hate to break this to you but off we go to Milton Keynes and your best mate is with me in Wagamama in the closest Wagamama to any football stadium so you think he's your best mate and you're sitting eating a pie with him and then like a week later he's he's with me in Wagamama what, what is your response to that? So, saying on you're losing me say you're losing me losing me Joe, into... Joe, Joe had Wagamama Joe... with me before Milton Keynes yeah all oh, right what... uh, okay that disappoint you? Really? I don't. I'm sitting like Wagamama. To be fair. <laughs> oh, okay. Did you enjoy your Wagamama, Joe? I did. I especially enjoyed when the bill came and you treated me, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did. I didn't oh, make. Hang it. on. That puts another. That puts a wholly that. different picture on things. Wait a minute. <laughs> there we oh, go. Nice one. Nice one. Yeah. Um. And Dave, in we go to Milton Keynes, and there's an ungodly amount of Ipswich fans there, considering it's hard to get there from. Ipswich and I mean nice and easy for me in Bedfordshire I have to say Absolutely. but well over 3,000 Ipswich fans they're completely filling out that um filling out that corner um and echoes of the Shrewsbury game again here because um Ipswich play very well for about 15 minutes score 
Um, Nolan scores a, a lovely goal. Yeah. And um, oh, Joe, you were there. Would would um, the wall, say, would would clinging on at the end be be fair? Let's so what I got. We were clinging on, but. We weren't really conceding many chances, were we? I think Holy made one good save of his feet, but whilst they had a lot of the ball, we we sort of we looked relatively comfortable with it in a way that Ipswich sides haven't done for years and years. I, I didn't feel like we were going to concede. It just seemed edgy and nervous, but it, the team didn't really well, struggle, did they? I think. Yeah, if they're pumping balls at you, you you feel comfortable with that. You know, as if as if teams are playing through you and getting round you that you're not. That's well. That's when you're. That's when you are really clinging on. But if they're just mm. get, getting the ball wide or even launching them from deep, well, you should be able but to Dave, cope with my, that. My point is that Paul Lambert not appearing to approach this division by saying we are better than these people. That's we're, we're going to go and win me. games. Yeah. Rather, okay, well, you know. And I was sat behind him as well, and there was a lot of. I distinctly remember a lot of stop the cross, stop the cross, get out, get out, stop the cross, yeah, get right. out. I could hear. I could hear him. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that was that was more more the point, Dave. I think. Um, yeah, we're better than that. Should have been better than that. But um, this string of one nil away wins um, is about to is about to keep going. Um, so it's a how many is that in the league? A fourth straight? No, sorry, a fourth win in five um, in the league. And look, spoiler alert: we're going to be top of the league for the entire rest of this. Um, four clean, four clean sheets as well, isn't it? Yes. Well. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. Yeah. It, it, Lee. Cup game out of it. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean. Um, so, again, our podcast was saying this is great. We're top of the league. We're winning. Um, are we playing well yet? Hopefully, a little click. But we'll we'll take top of the league all day long. I think. Um, Joe. Off we go to Gillingham. Who? Spoiler Gillingham. alert. Ultimately, going to finish below on um, points per game. Uh, came Vincent Young. It's a really good goal, actually. Um, but for the first time, we see a three at the back here. Chambers, uh, Wolfenden and Wilson um, are the back three with Skews and Downs sitting and Dazelle slightly advanced, I guess. Um, Vincent Young and Edwards at left wing back um, in this game with Jackson and Judge up top. Um, Joe, new system, Dazelle in. Same result, though. Yeah, didn't this was a case where it worked okay defensively, but going forwards we were pretty blunt in this game and there was a lot of long balls aimed at Alan Judge's head, which he was <laughs> trying his best to get to, but him and Jackson had no understanding at all. There was it was just aimless runs. We the goal we scored was a good goal where as we sort of were want to do at this stage of the season, we just sort of kept possession a little bit aimlessly, but just passing, passing, passing without really getting anywhere until Dazelle just sort of turned one round the corner and just kicked a move into life. And Vincent Young come around the back post to, to score. And again, another one where we scored and then we didn't really concede many chances. I think there was one little scramble from a corner and we were pretty comfortable for another win. And I think we're sort of closing in on a club record of clean sheets at this point. And we've out really getting out of second gear such a strange season um <laughs> and i remember this being the tone of the podcast at the time it was very much like what's the first 11 are, are nolan and hughes going to come into it is dizelle gonna get there where's judge supposed to be playing who's the best goalkeeper is chambers still right 
at, at centre half? Do we play two at the back or three at the back? Who and are think, our fullbacks? And I think very much the the sort of tone was well, who really cares? Because we're still winning. We're not conceding goals. Onwards and up, you know, when these players do come back and we do stumble on the full mate or whatever, how it, how it all you know fits together, we'll we'll, we'll walk away with it, won't we? Fair yeah, point, Dave. fair point indeed. <laughs> um, on we go to the Tranmere game, and um, I think you were all over these stats, Joe. Did we? I don't think we made the the clean sheet record, did we? No, we were minutes, about ten or fifteen minutes away <laughs> from here. Wow. Tremendous stuff. So, uh, Dave, a big win here over um, Tranmere, but don't worry because Tranmere invest money in the middle of the season, always win their last 17 games. So don't worry if you're a Tranmere fan, because it's all going to be, okay, please don't clip that and play that to any Tranmere <laughs> fans. Um, Tranmere relegated on points per oh, game. Um, let's not, let's, can we just not, let's, let's not talk about oh, it. Just, um, this, really, again, I don't really recall much about this. Only two outstanding goals from Garbert and Vincent Young. Ridiculous one and a Garbert ridiculous free kick, wasn't it? Yeah, really so Garbutt gives pick. us the lead on 35. Payne breaks Joe Fair's heart and all his That's excellent right. maths work um, yeah. to equalise just before half-time. Uh, Jackson, Nolan and Vincent Young. That was a lovely goal as well, wasn't it? No. Look at that. Look at that beauty. Look at that That's product Camden placement. That's Camden on Sea Pale Lager. Look at that product placement. Sponsors of today's podcast. <laughs> if, Ad- if Adams then, would like to send me hands, please do. Send care yeah. of... Joe, Jay Fairs, Rushmere, near the golf course. Oh, he's giving it away. Um, but they <laughs> um, coasting in. Um, no one-nil victory here. Four-one. Looking all looking very comfortable. Oh, uh, mate, it's, it's looking rosy, isn't it? Very, very rosy at this stage. Vincent Young's just like a Cafu and fucking Carlos Alberto rolling a one, isn't he? Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah. And this was this was one of those games where a team actually tried to come and go at us a little bit and we just swatted them aside. And it's a bit like yeah. well if teams aren't gonna go at us, we'll 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 nick a goal and we'll just beat them one nil. And if they're gonna come and have a go at us, we're just gonna walk all over them. So it, it was feeling good at this point. Yeah. Um and I think for most people the next game is kind of the, the peak of this the peak of the season, the Everest, because off we go to um Fleetwood for Yet another one-nil away win now, and um, I mean, if you run this back to it's the silly now, game, yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, we, that's the only defeat in all competitions. But in the league, literally one drawn, drawn, one, 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 drawn, one, 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 one. Yeah, and we're, we're we, at, we have, have, at one point have the the next best record to Liverpool, didn't we? Virtually, it was us, yeah, Liverpool. Wasn't I think after this game, we were the only two unbeaten teams in the league. That's right, unbeaten. We had twenty-seven points after eleven games at this stage. <laughs> incredible, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, and Fleetwood that have turned out to be uh, they'll be in the League One behind closed doors playoffs next week. Turned out to be a decent team with, um, I mean, Chad Evans is there, Paul Coots, and that huge. Suter, who had a lovely old time in the return game, all all playing in this game. No, um, oh god, what's the ex uh, No Whelan in in midfield yet, Dave, who who you love. Um, yeah. but Boston. again, it's a three at the back. There's a missed pen in this one for Jackson, but Jackson himself gets the win. A red card for James Wilson at the end. Uh, skews downs Nolan in midfield, and um, just so so rosy and all going so well. Was this the peak of the season, Dave? Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. 
NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wes Burns running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hey, I think, yeah, looking at the league games that we've got left to cover, there's only a couple for us to cover in this segment of the of the review. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, um, yes, it was because we're coming off that unbeaten run. Obviously, spoiler alert, we did somehow bizarrely hit the top again in January. But um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't after a run like this. No, um, but, but when we went, Fleetwood was second in the league and we were top. And were we they went second. All, they, second. They, yeah, they were second or third wow. at this point. So that was when we people say, oh, we haven't beaten anyone in the top six. And it's like, well, we did go away. To, uh, they were either second or third. Let me just. Yeah. No, I think, I think. Yeah, so after this game, right. Fleet, yeah, after this right. game, Fleetwood were third yeah. with 20 points from 11, and Wickham was second with 23 from 12. So well, we were like four points clear, yeah? Yeah. We've, four points clear with a with game, game in hand. Game in hand. Se- well, seven yeah. points clear of third. So Fleetwood were right up there. We went up there and. Again, we, we beat them, and this was probably one of our more convincing one nils of this period where we actually had yeah. Mr. Penn had some decent chances afterwards. I think Nolan played well and sort of put himself about well, and he sort of looked at the team and thought, well, actually, is, is this the strongest team now? You've ma- you've managed to... This like, is three I, at the back again, Joe. Yeah, I, I think I think Ken Locke was... He was he was fine defensively, but he was in a habit of giving away cheap free kicks and was struggling a little bit on the ball, and we'd managed to find a way to get Garbutt and Vincent Young pushed higher up the pitch. Vincent Young obviously got injured, which becomes a defining moment of the season. Yeah. You've got sort of the solid back three, Wolfie, Chambers and Wilson. And then you've got Scoose and Downs, who had been brilliant up until this point in midfield. Downs continued to be throughout the season. John Nolan coming in and getting around the front two. And Jackson Norwood keeping their partnership going. You think, well, maybe this is... I'm not a huge 3-5-2 fan myself, but it did seem like that was something that was working for us. And... Sort of another spoiler alert: the contrast of the two Fleetwood games over the course oh, of the season, the away the away tie. Sad. Yeah, we, we go top Sucked of league. Up, really, twenty-seven points from eleven games, flying, looking like there's no there's no way you can even miss out on anything from here. 
the re- reverse fixture, beating one nil at home to a chorus of boos and just didn't even get a look in. Wow. Um, yeah. We yeah, are going to get a look in because there's another big win coming. Um, uh, a little subplot in this one. Gillingham come back in the EFL trophy and nice um, handbags with old pod favourite Steve Evans, who sadly is going to get the last laugh um, this season, isn't he? But 4-0 here. Um, Hughes, Roberts, an own goal and a Will Keane uh, goal in this one, Dave. So just everything ticking along and if I just throw that up in all competitions and this is the peak of it one two three four five nine wins in ten games ridiculous yeah and Hughes and I Hughes scored sheets in that time is it yeah Hughes scored wow. didn't he and Hughes sort of bossed the game I remember certainly first half or up to the hour he absolutely bossed you think yeah and Chillingham were didn't offer much I'm not sh- quite sure the strength of their side that night to be fair I'm not sure it was yeah, I think they, they, they played a much weakened side, I think. But we absolutely bossed it. And Hughes bossed the game, which was great. And you could see, oh, yeah, OK, here, here he is, perhaps getting back close to what we, um, you know, what he was a couple of seasons before, before the bad injury. So, yeah, that's what you take from that game. And again, we go to the 12th of October. And who wants to win a quiz prize? Who are we due to play this game that got cancelled? Wickham. Wickham. Oh, OK. Yeah, even even more. Uh, prevalent so yes Lambert yeah, yeah. again takes the weekend off but it's okay because we're on fire and we're going to break the sky hoodoo and we're going to break the Sunday hoodoo as we go off to um, Accrington where we'd um, come a cropper in the FA Cup just um, what nine months prior um, and David's not good at all is it um, two goals from Oh, Colby tote. Bishop. Totes. Um, uh, yes. So Toto and Ciala oh, starts the game, but does yeah. not finish it. Andre Dezel again. I know I know we're kind of Dezel apologists on the podcast, but no, seems to get thrown into a situation that didn't yeah, appear to pass yeah. him by. Was it was this not the game all right, we were two 0 down that Wolf and had won about two feet over the line? Yeah. It was. Yeah. And that was I want to say that was perhaps not that close to the end, like midway through the second half About when you think odd oh. minutes, wasn't it? And then we have and also we had a did we have one off the line before they scored? We should have scored. Someone had one off, I'm sure we had one off the line, an absolutely miraculous clearance. I'm sure this was the game before they scored. Yeah. Um, I think so. Anyway, um, certainly Wolfie, you know, Wolfie, you know, you could see evidence the ball was clearly, you know, clearly over the line. That was perhaps where we'd been riding our luck. Luck in some games, you know, things going with us. I mean, Ben mentioned the ricochet, all right, the very first game of Burton and stuff like that. I think this is where perhaps it started to turn a little bit, but oh dear, totes, totes. Yeah, um, did he did he just get this wrong, or was the strength in that you've, you've looked through that team? You've now got Nsiala, Dizel, Nolan, and Judge playing up up front. Is the I think, I think and this I, is I, I remember with... as well, Joe, before you come in, I remember as well, Bishop targeting. Edwards at wing back. They ha- they had it figured and, out that our our wing backs weren't going to win anything. And in the again, air, I right? thought we looked we looked stale, didn't we? We started off slowly. We just looked quite mm. stale. I think. I think this is the, this is one of the problems that I'd been sort of going uh, that I'm sure the pod list is in the board of hearing, but going on and on about that. Joe, they love it. They absolutely <laughs> love it. That's what they tune in but, for, Joe. But we, they love we, this doom shit. We we <laughs> built a squad looking at like I say we spent all. Sorry. All of the second half of the season we'd, we'd, of last year, when Lambert was there, we'd spent all season playing at a 4-2-3-1 or something along those lines. And we'd built a squad 
based around four two three one. We had sort of two fit strikers, three fit centre backs, and then Wilson suspended, Norwood's injured, obviously Vincent Young is injured, and then Downs is injured. But Downs obviously was a big miss, but not positionally. So because Wilson is injured or suspended, you bring in Toto Enciala, who is utter rubbish and has been <laughs> been terrible, was terrible. Sure. Yeah, he's not the best. <laughs> right wing back, you end up having to play Guion Edwards there because you haven't got oh, another right wing back in the squad. Oh, it die, wouldn't it? And then up front, because you've only got two strikes in the squad and you're trying to play two up front, you end up having to play Alan Judge up front. So we've got this massive squad of senior players, 22, 24, maybe even 26 senior players. And you're playing a formation, a three at the back, where you only have three centre-backs, two up front, where you've only got two sort of two strikers. So you're just any any injuries to those positions and it just screws the whole team up and it's just a poor case of a poor use of the squad to I know I'd said five it was only five minutes ago I was saying I quite liked how the three five two looked with how it went. But the problem with the three five two is that the squad hadn't been built to play three five two. So we only had like I say NCR goes out to Bolton not in January and it's like you've only got three centre backs in the whole squad. You've you need only five got five centre backs and four wing backs, don't you? Yeah, you've only got two fit strikers because Keane was signed unfit and we knew Sears was out until December, January. So you've set the squad up to play in a certain way. You've gone to something else and with no transfer windows, you can't adjust it. And you end up with games like Accrington where, yeah, you're missing four key players or three and a half. You can say Wilson wasn't that key, but you're missing Vincent Young, you're missing Downs, you're missing Norwood. And the quality of player coming in may not be a significant drop off, but the they're coming in and playing roles that are so unfamiliar to them that it is a drop-off. Leon Edwards coming in as a right winger isn't a massive drop-off from Vincent Young as a right back, but Leon Edwards coming in as a right wing-back is a huge drop-off. Alan Judge coming in for Norwood isn't a big drop-off. Alan Judge coming in and playing up front is a huge drop-off. And it just, I don't know, that was... You just saw the team on paper and you just thought, oh God, this is not a... This is not the sort of team you want to go to a... Uh, an Accrington and a place like that, especially where you a manager got, like that, yeah. You know, you, I, I know it's I know it's true in nearly all football games, but especially games like that, you've got to win the battle first. You've got to earn your right to play football, and I don't I don't think we had the players in there that were going to earn that right because yeah. Jackson up front on his own against that Ross Sykes, who's like six foot seven, Judge just flittering around where he wants, Edwards getting pulled onto and beaten in the air, Garbutt not the best defensively as it is. Sykes being six foot seven didn't stop um, Armando Dobra um, trying to knock him out, though, did it? Double double red card at the um, end of this game. But Dave, we're still top of the league. Um, yeah. Anyone forgives a Good. defeat after you've won nine out of the last ten. And we've got 10, but, Rotherham um, at home coming up yeah. midweek. We'll put things right. Sadly predictable. Just quickly, you two. Um, the two games after the international breaks now nil nil at home to Doncaster. Um, and 2-0 uh, Accrington, so no goals, one point out of six. Um, is this cause and effect, or am I barking up the wrong tree? I think it's significant, absolutely, as Joe said, definitely. And I think, the, you know, the bit that annoyed me most, I think, was a slight spoiler alert, later on in November when we play the Wickham game, when we actually get to play the Wickham game, I don't think one of those players that the game was originally postponed for, let alone made the team, I'm not sure even they're in the squad, maybe one. And I think, like one one of the things that frustrated me is that maybe you've judged. 
say you've 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 got you've had two weeks to work on something against Accrington, and you go, you go into that game playing Alan Judge as a second striker, Guion Edwards as a wing back, without Downs, and, without Norwood, keep. You you had you had long enough to work on something for that game, which we and, didn't and, seem to have done, and bullied out of it, bullied out of it really. Um, on we go to this Rotherham game then. And uh, the strange thing is that Rotherham are going to end up on the points per game being crowned champions. But at this point, they hadn't really got going yet. They didn't start well. We're obviously still top of the league. But Dave, to Joe's point, um, Paul Lambert does seem to agree with him and tries a pretty strange system that completely falls flat. Um, it's a, it's not a four four two diamond, really, because there's no number... There's no number 10, but I mean, it's a back four. You've got Vincent Young, Chambers, Wilson, now Garber in an, as an orthodox left back. You've got Skews sitting and then Nolan Hughes and Rowe. But so there's kind of one winger in there and two centre midfielders. And it's they're very muddled. Wasn't yeah, it? in a tight we midfield. Never got, we never got a grip of this game at all. And again, and Will you Keenan, know, Jason Jackson up front as well, Dave, a, a new a new partnership there. So um, completely rips it up and tries again. Sorry, go, go ahead. Again, I thought, you know, in this game, they completely dominated the ball. They completely dominated the midfield. They had the unit in midfield. Who we Matt can't. You'll come. Sorry? Matt Crooks. Yeah, Matt Crooks, yeah. that's it, who scored you know, scored both goals. Um yeah, we were just we were just off it in this game and, and I thought I completely dominated this game. And this this game again, you know, on the back of the Accrington game, you come away from this game and you think Right, okay, and I think, you know, you then you'd start to realise that well, no, there was hope because I think Vincent Young at that stage, it was only going to be a, a, a sort of two or three. Well, I think he'd had we, a minor he played, role. So. He played in that game, didn't he? he did yes, did he, he play did. in this game? Yes, he did. He sorry, didn't he didn't look right, Dave. He didn't look so, right. He didn't look right at all. That's right, he did. He didn't look right. Um, so, uh, yeah. that was, yeah, issue, for me, and big doubt. I think the, um, also, I know it sort of like we're saying for the Akron game where Wolfie's goal, sort of goal is disallowed. This time, you sort of come straight after the, Straight after the break, one nil down at half time. You can take that, and within a minute or two of the restart, they score again. And it's just like, yeah. oh, that that's game over. Goals are so Remember big. Jared know, Bowen doing I that. it's obvious. Whole, Goals are so big in games, aren't they? And and they they change the game so much. And one nil coming out after half time. When it goes two nil against a team like that, it is game over in the same way that had Wolfie got one back with twenty five minutes to go, Accrington at two one then. Slightly different. Changes they, it doesn't it? Oh, we were just dominated this game completely, completely outplayed. Completely and we're going to set our um, friends up uh, for the next part of the podcast just to say Thomas Holy um, first goal between his legs and we're going to get there. We'll, we'll let them do this um, narrative of the season, but we're going to start to get um, goalkeeper um, duets basically. So is the next rotation. game South End away? Is, it, is that the next yeah. game? It is. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, okay. yeah. But yeah. gentlemen, that is where we are going to end our portion of this season review. And I would love to give you the league table on close of play, 23rd of October, 2019. Uh, Sixth place, Oxford, 22 points uh, from 14. Fleetwood in fifth, 23 from 13. Coventry going to end up getting promoted, 24 from 14. Wickham. Up there in third. Of course, they're never going to manage to stay up there all season, as we said the whole time. Uh, 27. Ipswich dropped to second um, after their long run after this game on 27 points. League leaders at this point, Peterborough 
United, eight wins yeah. uh, and 27 points. Um, Ipswich, nine goals conceded in the first 13 games. Staggeringly good. Um, four, four of them have been the last two. Two games, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And, well, and to that point, in those, if you wound that back two games, it's eight wins, three draws, um, and Continue 21 five. goals for five. and seven against. Uh, five against. Five. Sorry, yeah, five against. Um, right, Dave, sum up up to that uh, Rotherham. I know there's a lot of moving parts here, and that's essentially why um, the finish is going to end up where it is. But without stealing the thunder of the other guys who are doing the next shows, yeah, sum I think up that summary. Um, you give your summary. Thoughts. I think. Yeah, doubts had started to creep in. I think I think we were sort of halted in our tracks somewhat, weren't we? Uh, uh, well, and, you know, no, say Accrington, I think you can put, OK, we're a bit stale. Two very big individual errors, ascending off. Probably a perfectly good goal chalked off to, um, yeah, we could get back into it. This one for me was a big jolt. We were completely dominated, outplayed. Tactically, I think he got it completely wrong. Um, and yeah, you walk away from this one thinking, oh, OK, but then... Knowing what our next game was, spoiler alert, which is spoken about it, who were who were really really struggling, that was almost like a you know free hit, and almost you know you'd, you'd certainly think yeah you're going to get three points from that, but yeah certainly for me doubts were doubts were cast after that Rotherham game. Joe, yeah, I think um, at, at the start of the season, I'm sure most Ipswich fans would have said, look, we want to get in the top six. That's that's our aim for the season. I I know. People said no, only top two. But realistically, we we were the worst team in the championship for a, for a number of years. We sort of had, we had a decent looking squad, but I think there was a case that sort of top six because it, it takes a long time to turn around a team that has been losing games consistently week in week out. And whilst whilst we weren't playing great at times, I was I was really happy with obviously winning every week. I think that was key. And you sort of look at the table and you think. We're we're giving ourselves such a solid base to build the season from that even if even if we do have a blip, which is going to happen, we're we're getting so far ahead of the pack here at the moment that it's it's not going to happen. But so I had the concerns about how we were playing, but it was more the that sort of last two games going into it, where Accrington game it was sort of five changes, and then after the um, into the Doncaster game it was like another four or five changes and I'd, I'd hope Lambert had learned his lesson from that AFC Wimbledon game where we made we'd sort of rested Chambers we'd rested Norwood and it's like you can't rest those two players because they're key players and it, 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 and all of a sudden it's like Wolfie's on the bench for that game for the Rotherham game because Wilson's back and Enciala's dropped straight out of the squad and Giselle dropped straight out of the squad and you're, you're getting into that players coming in dropping out coming in dropping out and it just didn't seem like I say we'd built a base on a pretty solid 4-4-2 it evolved into a 3-5-2 but if you don't have the players for it then you need to then you need to go back to it and there seemed we were trying to fit Alan Judge into the team a little bit and he wasn't really performing and I don't know it there were those concerns that it was sort of We've got this amazing base that to build from, but we we aren't really taking advantage of it. Yeah. Also, I think with hindsight, and you know, hindsight's easy, but the the Vincent Young situation, you know, we said how he how he played and struggled. I can remember him now struggling against Rotherham. He was he was obviously rushed back too early, and we all know what happened as from the next game. So I think that was a bit of a factor as well there. 
Wonderful. Thank you so much, guys. We've gone back um, pre-pandemic um, to the halcyon days, but were they ever that halcyon? I know people have said on Twitter, oh, no one was saying this when we were winning every week. Well, I would invite you to go back and listen to our podcast, particularly Dave, that Shrewsbury one that, that we did asking a lot of questions. And Joe's been um, on it with the balance of squad for probably um, 18 months now, hasn't he? So we, we're not we're not trying to be wise think, after the event with this. I think day. it was I think it was stat that after the um, after Fleetwood away game said we he thought we could probably be European champions within three seasons. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't was it? <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke. Stat. That was. He, joke. he, he won't be listening. He's not on it. Uh, speaking <laughs> of stat, I believe I'm going to get this totally wrong now. It's Mikey Craig and stat possibly um, this midweek and that would mean Richard Seb and a special guest all will be revealed. Um, I saw the special, I yeah. saw the special um, guest. I've probably got that the wrong way around, but there will be two more of these. Um, just quickly, we we often get some pretty unkind and blunt comments when we do the season review. We're an Ipswich Town podcast. We cover Ipswich Town Every year we do a season review. Um, if you've checked out for the season, um, that's fine. Don't, don't listen. But we're not responsible for the results of the team. And we do get snarky messages sometimes when we do these. So um, please understand that we're just here to cover the football team. And any podcast worth its salt will do a season review. That's what we're doing. If you're waiting until next season to check back in or wait until we're in the championship to check back in, then fine. But just put yourself in our position um, before. Well, in fact, in all times when you bring your phone out to tweet something, just have a little think before you tweet. Think, am I being a bit of a, a bit of a one here? And we're, we're, just we're doing only giving our best. the people what they want. Well, I'd like to hope so after after five years, Joe. But yeah, so this will be the first of a three-part um, season review. We are so happy to check back in. Weird time for you. Weird time for us. Obviously, we've done the um, the player interviews with um, Pablo Cunago, Dave, and Tommy Miller. Two excellent jobs there. The epic Jim Majewell one and Mikey with um, Matt Holland as well. So it's been an interesting time for the pod. We try to keep things going, but we're dipping back in now. And hopefully, uh, from what we've heard today, we're only um, a couple of months from the next season started and then you can get your normal podcasts joe um last word from you please be careful what you wish for yeah, it's what we want dave last word from you got nothing to add nothing to add no. to it joe, joe, nothing. joe said joe said give the people what they want dave so please give the people what they want crap The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, 
They are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.